Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome. Natasha, don't eat chip. You don't. I have a new motto. What? No. Welcome to the Endless Anime Podcast. What's up? I have a new motto in life. What's your motto? Fuck it. Yeah, but don't... I have an old motto. Don't eat chips on a podcast. Okay, fine. It's a classic rule. I believe it was Mark Marin, the first set, don't eat chips on a podcast. I just feel like I'm bored. <laughs> you know why you're bored, right? There's a lot of unrest. Do you know why you're bored? I'm afraid. I'm not boring. Damn. And... Uh, I feel like there's like an IV hooked up to me, like something's like just draining my life force. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. We were upstairs. Natasha was like in a good mood. She's like, what do you want to talk about tonight? What should we talk about? That's not true. What do you mean? I could barely put the child to bed. We, we fight over who's going to read her a story. <laughs> no. I'm like, you do it. You do it. You do it. I worked all day. Well, I was with her all day. All right. I'm just saying. Sorry, you're in a terrible mood. I apologize. I'm not in a terrible mood. I just have a new philosophy. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, that actually, was kind of good. But what's that? I said I thought that was kind of good. Oh, you thought you made up the term "fuck it"? No, I just think that that's not how I've been acting. What? How have you been acting? Mm, I need to be extremely informed. I need to download all information. I need to do everything I can. My child can't watch TV all day. I need to be like constantly doing things. You know, like that's a different attitude than "fuck it." Oh, fuck it includes our child? <laughs> um, well, not like her safety, but it's like, okay, if she wants her development, to watch though. TV and it's going to make her not cry, <laughs> let's just do that. Her brain development. Yeah, her brain development. I'm fine with fuck it when it comes to chomping chips on a podcast, chomping chips on a cast. But I think if it's uh, connected to our child's brain development, we might need to have a little chit chat. Maybe we need to call, um, what's our therapy sponsor? Better health? No, it's not better health, honey. <laughs> it, Talkspace is what it is. Oh, well, they're both good. Talkspace is better <laughs> because they're our advertiser. Better health is bad. Talkspace, good. All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Sure. Last night, we were looking through baby pictures. Well, my brother brought over some baby pictures of me. And he was like, he uh, gave one to me and I gave it to Tasha. And I said, wasn't that a cute baby? And she tossed it on the, the table and said, you were all right. <laughs> Look at this. I don't know where my angle is. Moshe, that is not a cute picture. You this were is a so cute baby. Cute. You think that's a cute picture of you? Yes. This is adorable. It'll be on our Instagram if you want to see. I think I was a really cute baby. I showed you a baby picture of me once and you were like, ooh. No, I did not. So then I thought I had, I had one stored up for you. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Is this our worst intro ever? <laughs> don't eat chips. Please don't eat chips on the podcast. You can't. We'll lose our listeners. All right, fine. First, you're alienating our advertisers. Now you're chewing, chomping chips on a cast. You really are in a fuck it zone. Is there anything you want to talk about? Yeah, there's something I wanted to talk about. Right now, and I don't know when this podcast is coming out because we've been storing up a few because we're going on a grand vacation. Our producer hates it when we time. Uh, we're going on a grand vacation to your ancestral cabin. That's right. 10 hours north. Yep. Um, we are going to be in a trailer. 
Well, it's a complicated situation. I don't know that I would call it a grand vacation. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, but we are going to be in a trailer. (laughs) You know what I like about you, Tosh? You look on the bright side of things. Uh, We're currently sitting on our couch. If you're noticing, there are no covers on two (laughs) of the couch cushions, and that's because there was dog urine. That's what I mean. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's sit and dot. If you really meant fuck it, you wouldn't have taken the covers off of the couch to clean the piss off of it. Well, to be honest, I took the covers off last night and I thought of fuck it after that. Oh, when when did fuck it happen? Um, I was hanging out with Sabrina, my friend Sabrina Sabrina Julie's. And And did she introduce fuck it? Um, I think that might be a philosophy that she is uh, starting to um, embrace. embrace. Does she chomp chips on casts? I don't know, honey. Sure. But I do know that she also has a two-year-old and it's really hard to keep track of everything. I feel like there's like a pile of, you know, plastic every every few steps. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a different philosophy to fuck it. it yeah. It's a look on the bright side. You heard of this one? No. There's a new one coming down the pike. It's uh, try to focus on the positive. All right. But um, I was going to say we're leaving to my ancestral homeland and i've been reading through these essays that my grandfather wrote to me when i was a baby he's been dead for a long time but it's been an interesting process reading the words that my grandfather wrote to me because all of the essays were framed in this they're they're all fun he was a good writer he was an english professor i also realized reading through it i had this realization both my both of my grandfathers were writers my grandfather on my mom's side was an english professor and my grandfather on my dad's side was a, a published Yiddish novelist. It's kind of interesting, right? Well, you are also a writer. And I ended up a writer. It's kind of interesting. But um, it's been interesting reading these these essays from my grandfather, which is like es- uh, wisdom that he wanted to impart to me as I grew older because he realized he was reaching the end of my life, uh, his life rather. And uh, he wanted to give these essays. I haven't looked at them in 20 years. And... Uh, He's a really good writer, really interesting. I was, I guess, most taken with his essay on the way different races walk. <laughs> that was unfortunate. Yeah, that was a rough one. But he didn't seem racist. No, it was like he was. It was like a. It was the way a progressive white person thought about race if they were sixty-five in nineteen eighty-five, because the essay was in eighty-five and he was talking about approaching the end of his life, and. He it was, I think, a racially progressive essay. It was very difficult to figure out because because of the word Chinaman. But <laughs> I think it that was, was not. Yeah, it I, wasn't perfectly written, I would say. But hey, that's been going on. And this is another thing I thought I wanted to talk. Do you have anything you want to talk about? No, tell me the other. Thing. Tasha, I want you to be in a good mood. I want you to be happy. How can I make you happy? I know my my kids start saying that. Like, are you happy? She says that to me too. To be oh, fair. she does. Because then I'm, I'm always like, "Yes." I'm a perennially happy person. You are. I try to keep it upbeat. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not happy. I'm just saying I'm like, I feel. You're just saying your life force is drained. A yes, cla- classic, I feel very drained. That's classic happiness talk. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm just like all day. I'm like serving a child. Mm. You know, it's hey. I'm glad I have a kid. Yeah, me too. But it's draining. Yeah. And I truly don't understand how people have more than one. Well, we're going up on this grand vacation to see a family that has three. We'll be able to find out. I think what happens with three is they start taking care of each other themselves. That sounds nice. And then you kind of check out. You can take your pills. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to check out a little bit more in life sometimes. And with a kid, you can't really do that. Right. 
How do you do it? But then if you're alone and single during this quarantine, you probably check out too much. Well, we thought about hiring a nanny and then we found out that she had a lifelong fainting pattern. (laughs) It's hard to get someone to help you right now. But that's a pretty extreme example of hard to find someone. They're like, oh, yeah, I sometimes will lose consciousness and I've been doing it my entire life. Well, nothing's perfect. No. But you know what's close to perfect? What? This podcast. <laughs> let's take a call. I need some I'd new love energy. To take a call. Let's, let's bring some new energy into this couple. Let's call Jane in Omaha. Got a Nebraska gal. Come here, cutie. Cutie, come here. Come here. Here, you want a potato chip? <laughs> Don't give the dog chips. Hello? Jane. Jane. Hi. Jane, let me ask you a question. Uh Uh-huh. Is Jane a pretty exotic name in Nebraska? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It feels kind of exotic everywhere, honestly. I like it. Some names are so simple, they're exotic. I I like Jane. I like Jean. I like Lee. I like all those kinds of like very simple names. I kind of agree, actually. Mm -hmm. I feel like Jane is an old school name that isn't mm-hmm. like Thelma. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain names that are gone, they're gone forever. Your mm-hmm. Bertha's, your Thelma's, <laughs> you know. But Jane... Jane I can live... see someone in Brooklyn naming their kid Thelma. Thel- uh, I'm good on Thelma. I had a... Jane, I, I want you to know, I had a step-grandmother named Thelma who well, we called mm-hmm. her Granny, and she was, in, she was a mm-hmm. really big part of our life. Uh, until the day my grandfather died, and then she cut all ties with me and my brother. We never spoke to her again. So, whoa, I'm anti Thelma. You're not like that, are you, Jane? That is, that is, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, my name is actually one of the things I get complimented on a lot because my last name is Rock. So it's like, Ooh. it's just you know. Are you sure yeah, you want to have your last yeah. name in the podcast? Oh, that's true. I don't know. Go for it. We can bleep it out if you actually, want. Well, actually, you already said it one time on the podcast because oh. you read something that I had written. Um, I Oh, you're that I, Jane um, Rock? Oh, my God. You're one of my favorite poets. <laughs> <laughs> what did you message me? Oh, um, I gave the suggestion for the um, girl who had the neighbor that was like, hey, girl. And um, I said that she should say that she... Um, that she got a new phone and didn't remember or didn't know the girl's phone number. That's I right. like that I, advice. I remember that was the girl who had a neighbor who she was years long friendship with, but didn't actually know their name. Well, Jane. Yeah. And so I was just lying in my bed listening to the podcast and then you said my name and then I, I, I kind of screamed a little bit. I was really excited. Uh, Jane rock. Hey, well, Jane, now thankfully your life, mm-hmm. your personal life has fallen apart to the extent that you were able to call your favorite podcast and actually ask for advice. How can we help? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been talking to this girl for about three weeks now, and we text all the time and FaceTime and have a really good connection. And um, But I've also been seeing other people, and I'm not really interested in a monogamous relationship even though i i really like her and i want to keep seeing her but um i'm starting to get the feeling that she thinks she's 
like the only person I'm seeing. And now I feel like I've waited too long and I don't know how to tell her or like what to say. So like help. (laughs) Well, also quarantine kind of adds another element to that, right? Because she kind of thinks that she's safe. Like you guys. She thinks that you're her rock. (laughs) (laughs) But she needs to know if you're like with other people, right? Just because of COVID. Well, um, we're, we haven't actually met in person yet. We uh, met like over the internet. Oh, well, this is easy. Yeah. This is, first of all, this is easy on a number of levels. Uh, do you only date women? No. Okay. I, but you do, but you do date women. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is easy. You're going to want to move out of Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> just let's start. We should start there, I guess. No, I think this is easy because you don't have the, what do you actually, think? Actually, I live in. I live in New York. I'm just quarantining in uh, Omaha with my mom. I gotcha. Yeah, and she lives in New York too. And I, yeah, that we, was just we met che- each other Jane, online. Jane, that was just a cheap, a cheap Nebraska slam. I, I mean, I mean, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. You had to know what <laughs> what that was. But can I just say too, before you've even met someone, I don't think you owe them that you're like, mm-hmm. l- like that you're just seeing them. I agree. But if they start to think that they're texting so much that they're becoming serious, that's your situation, right, Jane? Right. And you also don't want to be like, listen, just so you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not just with you because then that like makes people feel rejected. And I just feel like. This yeah, is, exactly. I just feel like this is easy because you're only texting. You just mm-hmm. send her a text one night just saying I'm really get, enjoying getting to know you and I really like you. I just want to put all my cards on the table. Well, I'm, I see other people and I don't see myself being monogamous anytime soon. It's so easy. You haven't met yet. You don't have to look into her eyes as you crush her with disappointment. I like that you said put all your cards on the table because she's actually a magician. So that would be like a cool <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> but honestly, Moshe's right. And I think it is really good to be upfront like that because then everyone knows where you're coming from. And if she's like, what? Then it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad I'm not, like, in a relationship with this person or I didn't, like, you know, that's not who I decided oh, to fuck from COVID. And, and and you can have a lot of fun with it because she's a magician. You could say, like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm non-monogamous and I always will be. Ta-da! Or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you could say, like, watch as I pull another lover out of my hat. And then you can... Oh, my God! There's a lot of fun that can be had. Tasha, got any magic puns? No, I don't do those. <laughs> um, wait, Jane, why don't you write her yeah. a message right now while we're on the phone with you? Yeah, that's a good idea. Let Moshe write it. Yeah, you should let me, let me write it. Oh, my God. You're going public oh, anyway. Man. You let us use your last I name. Know. I mean, it's like she's going to I know, and this. I also like, yeah. Do you shit, think she's okay. like, it'd be funny if she listened to this podcast and she's like, there must be another Jane Rock quarantining in Omaha that's dating a magician in New York City. Yeah, I bet she's not talking about me. Jane, you don't have to do it. I don't, um, I don't want to give you undue pressure, but I think you obviously know, or you wouldn't have called us, mm-hmm. you obviously know that the the moral incumbency is upon you to let her know that while you like her, you, you're seeing other people. You and how do you say it, Moshe? Yeah. What's, what should the letter say just so she can do it when you get off the phone? I would say... Because mm-hmm. it wants to be very, di- no, I'll be very do it, direct. No, I'll do it right now if you want me to. I would to. say, well, I'll transcribe it to you. To My dear mm-hmm. mysterious Houdini, <laughs> you've played a trick on my heart. You had an ace up your sleeve and that was me. I am the rabbit in your hat. Oh, my God. I am the 
I am the levitating woman. I am the quick, but I am also a quick change artist. Do people enjoy puns? Because they always stress me out. (laughs) I'm like, when someone does one, I'm like, do people think this is funny? Oh, ouch. Um, This is what I think you should say. I love this. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I I think you should say, well, how do you, how much do you like her? A lot. Why don't you want to be monogamous? It's just not in your nature. Yeah, I don't know. I've been in, I've been in like relationships back to back to back for like nine years. And I really enjoyed just kind of being on my own and just sort of, you know, kind of doing whatever I want. And I don't know. I just, I really like it. And I, I'm seeing other people and like, they're all amazing as well. And so I don't want to like, I don't know, like, cut them out of the picture you know right right and in 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 so many ways pretending to be monogamous for her would just merely be an illusion <laughs> oh god well so here's what i think you should say i think you should say you just don't think wh- that's funny natasha yeah thank you jane no i have a i have a sense of humor <laughs> so i'm not i don't really respond to puns <laughs> wordplay they're um, cute thank okay. you, yeah exactly not funny Listen, cute. jane's hitting on okay. me now All jane's right. really not monogamous um wait here's what i think you should say say what you just said to me you just said you know i'm i i really like you a lot i i, mm-hmm. I i'm really enjoying being with you but i've just been in relationships for the last nine years and i'm not in a, in a place where i want to stop seeing other people but i definitely want to keep seeing you and i want to i want to put all my cards on the table and make sure that we're totally <laughs> honest with one another. That's what I think you should oh, say. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah. And also, I guess you could put something in it. Like, I, you know, and who knows where I'll be in six months or where, you know. But if you know that you're just mm. never going to be monogamous, then maybe don't tease that. Yeah, maybe not. Because that's one of the... I, 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 I've dated mm-hmm. people who I could tell were waiting around for me to change. And that's never... That's always a bad situation. Right. Where you're like, just like... Mm-hmm. waiting for the person to become a person that, other than you. And you know you're not going to change. That's what I think you should say. Well, Jane, good luck. I think we really helped you. Moshe wrote your letter, and yeah. uh, your problems aren't that bad. <laughs> Wait, so. should we have her do it right now in real time? No, she'll do it. Oh, all right. All right, Jane, thank you for calling. Good luck in Omaha. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, you guys. Okay, we love you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. That would be scary to tell a magician you didn't want to be monogamous because they could like hex you. Magicians are more, um, they're more technical. Like they just find out how to do a trick technically. Right. I don't think they're like spirit witches. Right. They're not, they're not wizards. (laughs) I don't think they're like the kind of people who cast spells. Some are. Are I mean, I don't believe that spells are real, but I do feel like there are some the greatest magic show I ever saw in my life was a a magician called Jeff McBride, I think is his name. And he did a, a live performance at this. Uh, there was a year that Alex Gray came to Burning Man. He's been there a bunch of times since, but it was the first year he ever came. You know who that is? Yeah, we saw him there. Right. Alex Gray, for those listening is the guy that paints those really intense psychedelic paintings of a like a body where the skin is off and you can see like the whole nervous system and the they're like these like very vibrant psychedelic almost black light poster colored things but you can see the inside of their bodies famous and very talented artist but he had this big dome 
and he would do talks. There'd be these like spiritual speakers and Jeff McBride came and did a, a live performance. And it was like, it was like a Vegas level magic show, but in a dome with like, you know, a, like a thousand people sitting on the floor. So you were so unbelievably close. It's kind of rare to see a big like spectacle grand illusion level magic show that close and it was so intense and i was sober but i didn't feel like i was sober it felt like a spiritual experience and that guy was a bit of a wizard witch and magician what do you think is going to happen to all these burning man people who aren't going to get to go what's the fallout going to be well i will tell you that's funny you mention it a lot of my burning man friends who are now you know getting older and they've been doing drugs for a long time and uh, I'm not, not anti-drug. I love I love the drug, but like uh, I'm noticing little by little in my like Facebook feed, I'm like, oh shit, you you went crazy. Oh shit, you went crazy. Like, oh, you think they're going that. crazy because they can't go to Burning Man this year? No, no, no. I mean that the fallout from how tense and 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 tumultuous and poisonous the world feels right now coupled with the like lack of release from burning man coupled with the like age process coupled with everybody's a little great i mean who who do you know that isn't crazier now than they were four years ago i don't know one person left leaning right leaning who's not more crazy than they were i mean you luckily i think you and i started at a nice stable psychiatric level but i think although i have heard something very interesting about that which is that actually mentally ill people, people that were suffering from mental illness. They feel better now? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that's an oversimplification, but I've heard a lot of people say, uh, and I've, I've read a couple of articles, that people that were suffering with mental illness are not doing as poorly in the pandemic as you might think. Now, I'm sure that's a gross oversimplification, and there are plenty of people with mental illness that are having a terrible time right now. But I guess maybe it's that, like, I've heard it described as, like, Oh, yeah, it feels like the rest of the world came down to my level. Yeah, so this is what it's been like. Oh, you're isolating at home? I've been isolating at home. Anyway. And don't get me wrong. I feel very grateful. I'm just saying, when I check in with you. you No, like, during this time. Yeah. When I check in with you, I just start to realize, like, life is, like, taking these forms now that feel very, like, there's no escape. (laughs) I'm just not used to that. You know, it's like, I'm going to change the laundry and then help the baby and then make lunch and then read the news and get terrified and then let my kid watch five more hours of TV, like the fifth hour of television. And I start to freak out about like, what, what's the fallout? What's the future? There's just so much to think about. How can I help other people? I don't know. I just feel like. Listen, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not an idiot. Like, it's definitely a terrible time. And I'm definitely more stressed out now than I was two, two, three, four years ago. I'm just, uh, I guess I feel like diving in. I'm not saying you're doing this. But I guess I feel like my my focus is not allowing myself to dive into to what is a very tempting and thick pool of bitterness and self self pity is not quite the right word but just like giving into it it's like the nothing and never ending story you know like i don't want to give in to the nothing because it's so ever present and it's chomping the world as we speak i mean yeah we're living in the most chaotic time but like and yet like there's positive 
I don't know. I just try to focus on it. But then again, I feel pretty down and negative a lot of the time. But I'm, you know, it's interesting. I'm actually more of a natural cynic than you. And I think that actually is part of it. I think I actually think the world is really fucked up and have for a long time and is almost hopeless. And I think because I started there, I feel actually less shaken by by this than maybe you do. I see. That makes sense. And you're more of a, a of a, an optimist. I think you have a more positive view of the world and of people than I do. Naturally, baseline. So this is a an incredibly sad and disappointing time. I can see that. All right, let's take a call. Let's <laughs> take. Let's give some advice to some other people. Well, this is intimate. We're being intimate. I'm sure our listeners like this, right? It's like Moshe and Natasha unplugged, or maybe not. All right, we're going to call Molly in Chicago. Hello? Molly? Hey. Hey, girl. What's up, bitch? Not much. How are you? Molly, are you on Molly right now? Um, no, I wish though. So. <laughs> I wish you were too. That would be a, make for a fun podcast. Seriously. Uh, what's going on with you? Um, yeah, so it's a long, complicated story, but I'll try and sum it up quickly. So, um, I'm, I've been dating this guy for two years and first of all, he's 13 years older than me. Um, I'm so and... glad you said then me because I, 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 that didn't sound good at first. First of all, he's 13 years old. Oh, <laughs> no, he's not 13 years old. 13 years older than you. Okay. And how old are um, you? I'm 25. Okay. okay. So he's 38. And, um, yeah, he had a really like bad marriage, bad divorce. Um, in a nutshell, he like married this uh, Russian woman, and pretty much she, for the past like five years, has been trying to like kidnap his child to Russia. And like, if that happens, like he literally would never see his child ever again. Um, so pretty like dark and twisted. Also, that's a and lot so of drama to for you to be roped up into. It's a lot, but yeah, and so. Pretty much, like, we had, like, the marriage talk recently, and he was, like, like, I'm never getting married again, ever, and, but he's, like, open to having kids with me in the future, so it's, like, it's just, it kind of, like, threw me, threw me through a loop, because I was, like, I'm just, I don't know, I just, I never expected to like be in the situation in the first place and then to like any man who's telling you that he while he's going through a divorce that he really wants to get married again would be a psycho oh i like that so oh, yeah. the fact Spicy that take. the fact that he is saying that i mean i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't get too worked up about it because it's like he's going through like a hell time and he doesn't trust marriage and it's like He's getting completely fucked over by this whole thing. So why would he be into it right now? You know? Right. 
But yeah, no. maybe he would change. But what ha- what is your concern? You you said you never thought you'd be in this situation. What situation? Where you're dating a man who doesn't want to get married, or where you're the stepmom to some kind of like attempted kidnapping? Um, like which part? What was that movie? Was that Iranian movie? Not without my daughter. That kind of not without my daughter situation. No, um, just the fact that like he is like okay with like potentially having kids with me, but he doesn't want to get married. Like it just feels really backwards in my mm. head. Like I'm right. like, marriage is yes, it's like permanent, quote unquote, like permanent. But like having a kid is like the most permanent thing I feel like you could do with another person. Well, not if you, you know, like not if literally... you uh, not if you marry that Russian woman. It can be very temporary. <laughs> True very true so right I, I hear you so wait so what is your dilemma are you like should i have children with this man or are you like is this a, a red flag and should i get the fuck out of this relationship pretty much i'm just like it's just made me very confused and i'm like just now reconsidering like i'm like okay wait do i actually want to get married or like has have I been like programmed to want to get married and like, you know, it's just like making me rethink it all. And then, and then I do, I, I think like, Oh, well maybe I can just like find someone who just like wants that with me and I don't have to like deal with all this craziness, you know? Um, it's just hard. Cause it's like, I really do love him and I really do care about him a lot. And so it's like, it's just like a lot to navigate. You okay, know? here's the thing. He needs to get through this drama. He needs to make sure his family's safe, that his daughter's safe. He needs to get rid of this woman. And, you know, in terms of you guys' relationship, if I were you, I would try to not have her talked about as much as possible. You know, like, obviously, right. there's logistic things, but like you bringing her up or you know, him harping on her, like none of that's good for your relationship. Right. Like it seems like, it seems like the drama is a big part of your relationship. The like the epic drama of like, will he be, will his child be kidnapped to Russia? Is this evil Cinderella step mother, witch character. It's like this, it's a part of the, of the relationship. Right. Right. Even you describing yourself as I never thought I'd be in this situation. It's and like, also you're 25. Like you're not really ready for kids now. It doesn't sound like. Well, 25? From what she's saying, like she seems kind of immature. <laughs> stop. stop. <laughs> so, so mean. Yeah. I mean, but don't you, do you, can, do you think you'd have kids before 30? Mm, I mean, it's definitely wasn't like in my plan, but oh. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> You know, it doesn't really matter. Like, if if you're getting something out of the relationship now that you like, maybe let it keep going and, you know, try to just keep building on your own relationship. Because also, maybe it'd be good to be in a relationship as a stepmom for, like, the next five years before you meet the person who you will have kids with. I don't know. I, I totally... Yeah, think... like a learning lesson. Well, I just... Yeah. I think Natasha's totally right on. Like, you yourself, you just said that you you wouldn't normally even be considering having children uh for another 5 years, right? Is that what you said? Right. Yeah. So you've got this like unbelievably long amount of time for you to figure out if you love this elderly fellow enough to even want to have kids with them. 
But because I, what I'm hearing from you is, and tell me if you think this is way out of left field, what I'm hearing from you is like the drama of this relationship is like part of what's exciting about it. It's like a dopamine fix. And you kind of like this like epic thing because like if it were drama free, you'd be like, well, it doesn't matter to me. I love the guy. I don't even want kids. What the fuck do I care? I certainly don't want to marry him right at this second. And so I'm just going to continue seeing him and see if in five years he wants to get married or I want to have kids. But you're like in this like it's part of your identity right now. It's like navigating this sea of drama. And you want him to mm. to to marry you and so that the Russian woman knows mm. that, you know, you're on his side and it's you two against her. And Right. And you want to be like an ally in his battle against this evil person. And it's like, well, you know, that's not what relationships are. Relationships aren't aren't like wild uh, uh narrative dramas relationships are like comforting you know loving situations where you get something out of it they get something out of it and so that's what i would say just what natasha said like just if you love him keep dating him and then if there comes a time where you want so i always I, i've said this before on the podcast but i think relationships are, are they're kind of like one of those scales you know and on on the one hand is like how much you like them and on the other hand is how much the how much discomfort you feel from whatever thing that you don't like and if the i love them scale is heavier than the i can't deal with this scale then you stick in there and find out what there is to discover and if the balance becomes the other direction where you're get, where you're hurting more than you're getting love then you get the fuck out it's simple mm. also this yeah. is a cool way for you to find out what he's like as a parent because you know, parenting is such a like thing that you really want to be on the same page as. And I've had friends who've right. dated people who have already have kids and the kids are brats or they do this, you know, like the it's, it's nice to just kind of like be a united front in that way. So like you could like, do you like his child? Yeah, no, he's super sweet. I love him. And do you like his parent, the man's parenting style? Yeah, no, he's and that's like what's really attractive to me is like he's a really good dad and that's like you know a really good quality to find totally in someone and do you want to marry him right now you know my friend asked me that the other day she's like if he like proposed to you tomorrow like would you say yes and i was like actually no i wouldn't well there you say go yes, cause you I, got and, all this time yeah. to figure it out and also like there's so much you know, I, wanting romance from someone who's going through like the worst time in their life that's that's you know, it's it, it, that's just too hard. I hated those kinds of relationships when I was dating where it was like, and I'm not saying this is a bad relationship that you're in, but for me, it was always bad when it was like the story of our love was actually louder and more important than the actual day-to-day -day business of dating. It was like, oh, and he, she said this, and then I went here, and then they came back, and then how will this ever work? It was just this constant, like feeling like I was in a like a a, a Melville novel, you know, just like, oh, then he's gone, and his wife, she might take the child. It's just like that's not a relationship. That's that's uh, that's like I said, that's like a dopamine fix. That's like, oh, I get to be a part mm -hmm. of a narrative because it's exciting. But like real relationships, I feel like. They're about like day to day life and and connection. They're not really about big drama. That's what I think. Right. Yeah. I, no, that's a good point. I definitely am like I think addicted to the drama of it a little. It's very natural, very human. You've been there, right, Tosh? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just trying to think of what she should do. Well, here's here's the good news. Stick around. 
find she doesn't like owe him a letter or something no i think you just stick around i don't know i don't think so i just think you stick around you find out if when you want kids or you're like no this is a deal breaker for me then you you just discover as you go along the path of this person you discover eventually either you will go this isn't what i want and you'll bail or he'll go i will marry you or you'll go i don't care about marriage and i want to have kids and the good news is if Svetlana ever does kidnap the child, that's a very good time for you to swoop in and say, now you need to either marry me or I'm out of here because he'll be at a very low and vulnerable emotional place and you'll be able to really take advantage. You'll be able to take him hostage like a like a Chechen rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm very old fashioned, but I wouldn't keep talking about marriage with him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Why bring it up? Wait, can I ask you guys a question? Mm, no. If only if it's uh, fast. No, what's up? Um, what do you what do you think is like the cutoff age for like having kids? You know, like well, I guess for guys specifically cuz I know like I'm physiologically really She have. wants to know how much longer this guy can have kids with her. He's 38. Well, definitely our, till like 45, I guess. Later. Our friend Yeah, that's what I- our friend Jamie Masada, yeah. the owner of the Laugh Factory, <laughs> just had his first child, and he's like seventy-two. Wait, but <laughs> like, wow, okay. he's like his seventies with a toddler. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he loves that kid so much, but also it's like kind of guaranteed that when that kid is going to have a rough adult life. <laughs> like, I don't really remember my dad. I guess he owned a comedy club or something. <laughs> but um, I, I have a rule. You have, have an age rule? No, I have a rule. I think you're good. Physiologically, you're good. Uh, the, the old dad phenomenon, that's a whole other thing. But I, I forgot to say, I have a rule with, when it comes to dating, which is if you're ever, if you're in a relationship and you spend more time talking about your relationship than enjoying your relationship, that's not a good relationship. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's what I think. But yeah, he has some more time. Probably you're not going to be with him in yeah. five years. <laughs> I but, would agree with Natasha on that. Too. You know, just as long as you're getting something from this relationship and it's fun or feels good in some way, then keep doing it. But yeah, this is like, it feels very heavy. It does feel heavy. And you're 25. You're supposed to not be in the heavy zone. Yeah, You're I named know. But, Molly. But maybe this guy's really cool and you no, know they have so much fun together. I agree. Love is very important, but it, yeah, love is important. I mean, your name is Molly. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be in ecstasy right now. And also, he's in a relationship with you, so he needs to, you know, make sure he's giving enough to you and to your relationship cuz you don't want to just be like this like backseat person to like he's got the real thing happening with right his family and the woman and the child and their lawyers. It's like, what about you? You know? Right. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of not giving too much time uh, to him, um, we're done talking. Yeah. To you. We've given you enough of our time <laughs> as well, but I think we've given you some good advice. And if you get uh, confused, just replay it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Thanks guys. Molly, good luck. It's not easy what you're going through. But I hope that you find yeah. a way to enjoy it. Uh, relationships are supposed to be fun. That's very important to remember. You're supposed to enjoy them. And and I'm not trying to judge your relationship. I'm not asking that many questions just because I'm assuming you want to be private. I'm just kind of speaking generally. Yeah. Okay, good luck. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, okay thank bye, you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well. 
what did she want us to tell her to like, what was, what was up? Like, what could she have done? Divorce, uh, left the guy? Is I think she was asking us, is it a big red flag that he doesn't want to get married, but he'd be down to have kids. But I think, uh, I think we got, she's like th- going through some like insane thing. It's drama. Right? We got to okay. the root of it. Really? That person didn't want to have kids. They just wanted to have a person not have said that or something. I see. That's what I think. And I agree with her. I wouldn't want someone to say that to me. That's like, it's root of him. I mean, maybe he's just being honest, but. I'll tell you what. I would never get married again. Is that true? Yeah, I would never get married again. Nope. Why? What if I die? If you die? Uh, no, not having experienced what marriage is actually like, <laughs> I would never go through this again. <laughs> If you died, I would, I would, tap, I would, when I was done celebrating, I would refocus and uh, go to Burning Man, like regionals, probably all year long. Regional Burning Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honey, I hate to tell you this, but if you die, I'm probably going to get a new husband. Really? You'd get married again? I wonder if I'd get married again. I don't, I have no idea. I've, I, I, if you died, first of all, I don't think about that a lot, but you do bring it up often. And <laughs> I do not. You definitely bring it up more than I bring it up. That's not um, true. I would be if you died. How? Well, it all depends. Like, how did you die? Was I involved? We don't need to go through these details. I'm just letting you know. You just when you die. How quickly? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe I would wait a year or something. A year? <laughs> One year? I'd be devastated. You'd be dead. No, I'd be dead. Devastated. I would haunt you. I tell you that if you get married, I swear but to God. But you don't believe in ghosts. No, but if you, but you do, right? Do I believe in ghosts? You kind of do. I kind of think that there are certain people who could maybe connect with Great. spirit in the same way that psychologists are talented at like psychology. Great. Maybe there's people who can like speak to other. Well, great. So worlds. you kind of believe in ghosts. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask I you just this. think I don't know if, everything right. in terms of so you the might, supernatural. You might believe in ghosts. So I believe in them more than you. You believe in them more than me. Let me ask you this. Let in me it, tell you this. If someone tells me a story and they're like, I swear to God, I will believe them as opposed to you. And you're like, no, they're wrong. Wait, all they have to do is swear allegiance to the Lord and you'll believe the story. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because you believe in ghosts, you're a full-on ghost believer. In your belief system about ghosts, do you think that you have to have been a person who believed in ghosts during your life in order to become a ghost? Or is it possible to be a ghost regardless if you believe? I don't believe in ghosts. I just think the idea that you think that there aren't people who might like you know how like you can think of jokes off the top of your head you have a talent. Yeah. There are people who have a talent at like intuiting like energy and that's fine leaving that aside though i'm trying to get to a specific point in your ghost belief system (laughs) do you think if ghosts exist that all of the ghosts that exist were people who when they were alive believed in ghosts or is that not connected to whether or not you could become a ghost um unfortunately i feel like this is a real question you have just answer the question is it possible to become a ghost even if you didn't believe in ghosts when you were alive that that's like a very dumb question just say yes levels just say yes but yes, I guess it would Great. be. Great. If I die, even though I don't believe in ghosts, and I <laughs> and I become a ghost regardless of my belief system, I'm able to become a ghost. If I go to heaven or hell and God or the devil is like, do you want to come back as a ghost or however it works to become? I don't know how one becomes a ghost. If I get trapped in the neither world, whatever. And if I have the opportunity to become a ghost and you have remarried, 
I will absolutely take that opportunity to come back and haunt you and their, your husband, whoever that motherfucker is, for the rest of your days. And I won't be one of these fun ghosts who's like closing a door or like ruffling a sheet or whatever. I'll be a straight up like attack you, poltergeist, throw throw a vase. Like you're gonna be you're gonna be terrorized. Go- Here's why I'm I, I'm not I don't really think ghosts are anything is because like they never do anything like slice your throat. I, don't they in the movies or something? No, it's always like I heard a, I heard a dinner party downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghosts that live downstairs. Why would there be ghosts? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why would a person believe that you die I'm just and saying... sometimes you get trapped at a house? It's just so <laughs> dumb. Like, of course there aren't ghosts. What are they doing here? Why are they here? Why? Why? Why are they here? Why do their spirits <laughs> remain? Oh, they're unsolved. Un- no, but for example, they keep walking the halls because they were killed in the hall. Why? The wind. Maybe you're thinking of your grandma, and you're walking down the street, and as you or no, it happened to us. You, we were. It was your grandma's birthday of her death. The, her anniversary. They don't the anniversary it, of her death. They don't usually call it the birthday of your death. And we were talking about your grandma, and then you dropped one of her dishes and broke it. That's not a ghost. I know, but you were like... <laughs> <laughs> I did that. But then also... It was me. But because she she was being honored that day, it felt like maybe there was a way she could communicate with you through the universe or something. Like, her energy is still around you. Why not just send me an email? She's dead. <laughs> Why can she drop a plate and she can't send an email? It seems so simple. Or just whisper something to me. Do you know how happy I would be if there were ghosts? I would be so... It would take away such a huge part of anxiety from me because I'd be like, oh, there's stuff after you die. But there aren't ghosts. Every ghost story is like the same. It's like, and I looked and I saw cloth and it was billowing in the wind. I'm like, that. that's the power I of the undead I agree have? with you, but I do feel like places have energy and, and, you know, there can be like, you can have a feeling in a place that could be a feeling that reminds you of another sure. time. And, you know, you can have Not a, a connect. <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> there are people who could maybe like... Okay, here's something that could be ghost-like. Okay. What if you go to a medium and they're like, I can talk to the dead? They are lying. (laughs) They are lying. (laughs) They cannot. But maybe, but you know how like a therapist is like really good at like intuiting like what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Maybe Maybe there are people who that veil is just lifted and they are able to communicate with dead people i don't know is that completely not a thing you think it's just all lies yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'll give it the benefit. i've never thought of it that much but i just assume that i don't know what I, talents I, I'll people give it the have benefit of the doubt it's either a straight lie or the people believe that they're talking to the person and they're wrong i mean you can't talk to dead people you so you don't ever believe there could be like energy in a room from like how about somebody come back and tell somebody a very demonstrative, provable secret? How about a ghost told me, oh, a ghost told me where the treasure was buried. Oh, okay, great. Here, Oh, here's the treasure. Why not that? Why don't they ever do that? Why is it always like, ah, the ghost told me 
that if I go to the acorn orchard at midnight, the wind will whisper the willow. Okay, here's what I want to know. Yeah. Because I'm with you, but then someone will tell me a story. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, I believe this person. So could someone please just like let us know a few of your ghost stories? I would if love you that. really have them. would love it. Because Moshe is like truly doesn't believe in anything that isn't like, um, like th- that you can set on a table. <laughs> he likes like, he likes to be, oh, this is what it is. Well, I'm not, okay, look, I'm not, I, I know I'm not as ardent uh, 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 a skeptic as some are. I don't believe that there's no possibility that uh, that there are things that are beyond human comprehension. I believe that. I believe that there are. That's what I mean. I believe that it's possible that there are things beyond human comprehension. I believe that it's possible that there are ways to be connected to other human beings that are be- beyond our current level of understanding. I just don't believe that people die and a wispy spirit of their body just stays in their house hanging out that's just there's that's insane well that's just like the the thing that people are making it like it it mm-hmm. could be energy or like not a ghost <laughs> all right well if anyone has any ghost stories I let would us love know it. yeah and uh you know there are a lot of things that i don't understand i don't want to make it seem like i think i know everything there are a lot of mysteries in the world but i'll tell you one thing that is not a mystery to me said i love you oh that's so nice it's i bet i love, I you. love you too. can i have one of those i just want you to know honey that i love you this much fucker <laughs> <laughs>